It's Maddie and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. It's Pat McMenamin all the way to the Golden State is Matt Youngner. Say hello, Maddie. Hello, Patty. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I am doing good. I'm hustling. Much better than, much better than last time we talked. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling, uh, feeling a little better than I did last time, uh, if I do say so myself. We're getting in a danger zone here, Pat. Danger zone. Like uh, I, I feel uh, both more exhilarated and excited, but also filled with more dread and self-loathing and uh, fear of the inevitable. Yes. Uh, it's funny how that happens. I was so excited about like moral victories and uh, nothing, you know, you know, nothing to lose. You know, That's hey, very manageable. Any positives? A positive. And it all now, now, now it all matters again, Matt. And uh, I'm terrified. I'm a wreck. Uh, I, I I'm not sure if I hold my hand still right now. I, no, it's shuddering still a little bit. Still, I think still from last night a little bit. For sure, that's our that's our next week at least, right? Easily, easily of our life. Um, so that was uh, "Hustle Like Delhi" by Misery Jones of Artificial Intelligence. Mm. Uh, and Jesus and Jesus, goddamn Christ, Matthew Melodova. Right, that is goddamn right. Unreal. Your dog knows what's up. She's excited. Uh, she loves Deli. She should. Hell yeah. Deli Caprice, Deli Trey, Delavanova, Teen Wolf, Mad Matt taking the Deli Trey and his Deli Caprice down the Fury Road. Uh, the Cavs just won their first NBA Finals game in franchise history with three of their season opening starting uh, starters out. Two of their top three scorers out and shooting 32% from the field. Unreal. We won an NBA Finals game, our first. That is that is the most Cleveland victory <laughs> you could come up with. Pat, can I throw a couple other crazy stats out there from this game? Uh, yeah, just to, yeah. Let's just start us off. Let's just do this. How about your leader in plus minus for the game is James Jones at plus 22? <laughs> in 22 minutes, plus 22. Ooh, that that is insane. Oh you know what? I, and the craziest part is I am not surprised. <laughs> no, he, he I am, I'm surprised. Oh, no, 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 hold, hold on. I mean, if you tell me that before the game, if you tell me that without watching the game, although maybe, I, I, you know, we'll talk about this in a second, but our friend Dave Deming suggests re-watching the game once you know what's going to happen. And I didn't have time to do that tonight. Um, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, not if I if you told me before the game, if I hadn't actually seen uh, the game, I would have said that's obviously insane. James Jones can only shoot threes and do pretty much nothing else but be kind of tall. Uh, but no, that's not true. He can be in the right place at the right time on defense. He's smart. Uh, but when you watched him, I didn't see any glaring screw ups by him. We had him in the right lineups against the right matchups. Uh, we were able to hide him on defense, and uh, he was. I mean, did you see, did you see any moment where you were like, "Oh fuck, James Jones"? Did you have any moment like that? I feel like almost every moment he's on the court, I feel like that. <laughs> but, no, 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 no. I get the I get the general existential dread of having James Jones on the court. But can you point to a specific play where you were like, "God damn it, James Jones"? The way you did about seven times with J.R. Smith. Uh, I. I guess that's plus twenty two. That's why plus twenty two, motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like he switched onto Curry at one point, and I got very scared. And I think that, but nothing out terrible okay. happened, right? Now nothing we'll talk about that later. Mm. Uh, oh, that's true. Who, that's true. Who did, did he post up Curry to? In the <laughs> post up, he blew it, but he was the right put move. The, he put the ball on the floor and pulled up for a sweet jump shot. <laughs> These are not. These are not sentences that generally involve James Jones no, putting no. the ball down the floor and pulling up for a sweet jump shot. Um, holy God. But just getting back to – I mean, look, if I had to thank one person on the Cavs, aside from LeBron James, who, of course, all all thanks and praise go to you, glory, God, 
LeBron James. LeBron James in the highest. Uh, to one dirty Aussie, Matthew Delavadova, this podcast is for you, you son of a bitch. Boy, you really uh, fell in love all over again, huh, Pat? Oh, God. Also, apologies. The profanity amnesty may have to continue the rest of the finals. So uh, be forewarned. I am... I, yeah, that's not fair for you. You're not in control. Like this that. is, yeah, this is, I'm not in a good place. This is, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, you know, I, you know, the thing is I want my grandpa to listen to this. My grandpa, uh, you know, the, the man who in his nineties, uh, who postponed a knee surgery so he could go golfing with me and my dad, uh, and my uncle, uh, in Ireland links courses. You have to walk the goddamn courses. He was walking it with no Carlos in his goddamn knee. In the nineties, I wanted to listen. Curve thing is too much for him. It seems uh, like I just, just, I feel embarrassed. It's my grandpa. Yeah, he's not listen to that shit. That's, did that's he, did he serve in a war? Yes, I think he'll be fine. That's true. Uh, this is a good point. This is a good point. Uh, anyway, Maddie, um, let's move on to uh, uh, theoretical killing, not actual killing for wars. Um, Mm. Let's start off with the kill list. Uh, who on the Warriors has uh, uh, risen up uh, on your kill list? So, and, and just is, just briefly, sorry, just to briefly again recap for everyone: we're not actually suggesting that anyone go out and murder any human beings whatsoever. We're both adamantly against killing no, in all contexts. We're pacifists. Uh, we're just saying, at a consequence-free environment, in the heat of the playoffs. When you watch these guys over and over again, and they pull off the same dirty shit over and over again, you get just you get to the point where, at a consequence-free consequence-free environment, you realize you might murder this person. All right, continue, Matt. Who? Who? So I'm going to couch this by saying my experience is very was very much influenced by watching the game with Warriors fans. I yes, and I want to hear about this some more in a little bit. But go we'll ahead. Talk, we'll talk about those details later. But, uh, but so I'll come back to that in a second. Bogut is still right up there at the top for me. Right. Um, I'm glad they the refs seemed to catch on to his his shenanigans at some point during that game, and he started getting called for a lot of loose ball fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that just meant he got sloppy or the refs are paying attention or what, but um, he is is still way up there for me. Uh, does a lot of dirty shit and then still manages to complain. Um, I think Curry's starting to get there. Yeah. That, and that's the one I would relate to watching it with those fans is I heard a lot of excuses, a lot of, oh, he must have a stomach virus. Something must be going on with him. What could be amiss? A lot of that kind of crap. Uh, and a lot of people complaining about foul calls in such a way that it made me uh, – Yeah, driving you crazy. But I wait, think Curry's number two for me. You, you, but seriously, seriously. Hold on. I, I, I think I, I wasn't sure if I heard you right. You, you're putting Curry – is is he is he in the running for kill list or is he actually in the physical kill list for you? No, he's not there yet. No, no, no. That's what I thought. He he's got to be short of that. I was starting to get angered, and part of it was that I was watching with a lot of Warriors fans who were just bombing. Fair enough. Tomorrow. Fair enough. Watching in the uh, the the cold emptiness of my basement uh, while my son tries to sleep like a champion. He slept like a fucking champion. I was goddamn loud the whole night. He did uh, his part. He did his part. He wore his Kyrie Irving jersey to bed as he should. Um, but I, I was impressed. He, he said, yeah, the point being, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting sidetracked. The point being, uh, I just saw a guy, he was just struggling. I, 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 I didn't see anything that really pissed me off about him. I didn't see any of his, his bullshit hijinks where he, you know, doesn't get fouled, but like, you know, exaggerates to get a call. I, I get the, the lean in shot, but that's, that's a classic play. And, you know, you can't get mad at that. That's, that's what good players do is, is pull off those calls. Uh, for me, well, first of all, let's just, can we just agree that even though he's not a, uh, Golden State Warrior, Jeff Van Gundy still has to be the top of my list. Yeah. The, the nice thing for me watching out at the bar is that I couldn't really hear oh him. Oh my God. He was, he was all I can only imagine. Um, any of our three listeners watching, uh, listening right now, uh, please, uh, uh, use the Q and A function here to leave us your, your worst JVG moments. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so overloaded with fury that I can't even think of anything simple specific, but I just wanted to, I, every single time he opened his mouth. Uh, but Bogut, Bogut is still number one on my list easily among the Warriors. Um, I, I didn't mention this before, but in game one, he pulled an Olmec on Tristan Thompson. Yes. So he I literally grabbed him. You could see him grabbing with both arms while teacher was reaching for a rebound while he was falling. So extra weight on top of that and yanked him down to the floor. Yeah. And, you know, just thank I God. I think he got called for that system. one, didn't he? What? I think he got called for that one. Maybe he got called for it. I don't know. But it wasn't like any kind of agree. You know, to me, it was like that's not a basketball play. That's a, that's a flagrant, if anything. 
Yeah. Uh, certainly after seeing one of our players get get uh, 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 lost for the season with that injury. Oh, my God. And then also on top of that, last night he complained about a call where he was literally bear-hugging Tristan with two yeah. hands, hugging him, and, and then got real angry saying, he's grabbing my jersey. Oh, I did. Just without a doubt, Bogut is the number one on my kill list. Dre, I mean, Dre cheated on two jump balls and got away with it. You know, I'm more I, mad at the refs for that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Although, again, <clears throat> this is driving me crazy. This this might be a storyline in games three and four. I don't understand. Uh, uh, the The Warriors haven't gotten a single technical yet, except for the the, the offsetting tees that Dre and JR got. Uh, they haven't gotten a tee yet. And Jesus, I have not seen a team talk with such uh, hostility and disrespect. Disrespect. disrespect without tees. Holy it's really shit. Like, you feel like more than Draymond? Thing. Draymond really has oh. done it. I was surprised at a couple instances where he didn't get one. Like the, the cursing and swinging your arm at the same time that usually gets you rung up right away. I mean, screaming in their face, like yeah. like really aggressive. I'm just shocked, completely shocked there's no technicals on that. And on top of that, after all that buildup, you know, Iguodala, who's not like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, he's not known to me as a, as a guy who complains about calls. He sprinted to the other end of the court on what was a clearly obvious foul call. Yeah, LeBron leaned in a little bit, but he didn't need to lean in is the point. It was a foul. It was a foul. LeBron leaned in just to make sure he got the call, and you know, it was a clear foul. He ran to the other end like it wasn't. Yeah, and that one made the Warriors fans real upset too. Yeah, but you know what? Typically speaking, Matt, you run to the other end of the court to protest a foul, you get automatic technical. I, I don't know what I've seen that not get called except last night. I mean, maybe it's seen it once or twice before, but – you know, that, yeah. that's, that's been a point. It's one of those calls of emphasis. There, yeah. I, I, to be honest, though, I'm fine with them letting that go. As long as the Cavs uh, players don't start getting rung up, I'm fine with not having technical skulls. I, I, generally agree, I generally agree with you, except, except that it has been building. And that's why I think it's something to watch for uh, in games three and four. Yeah, I got to think you're watching this. They have been, uh, you know, maybe I'm looking uh, – this is the homer of me coming out. Maybe I feel like they've been more adamantly – vocal about the calls except you know certainly last night in overtime we'll get to that in a bit uh the Cavs certainly uh got their mouthful in there uh lebron in particular but i think uh pretty much every objective fan being a non-cavs fan non-warriors fan all pretty much agreed this was all heavily against the Cavs. those bad calls and and to be clear well we'll get to that in a second we'll get to we'll get to the refs in a second matt i, I want to move on quickly <clears throat> to the moment uh, that's what I'm calling this game, if we're going to give a name to it. It's the moment. And the reason it's called the moment is because LeBron coined this phrase by using that phrase seven times during a single sentence during his uh, postgame. No, you were <laughs> counting. Uh, I, I, that was my rough count. I did not actually sit down <laughs> and count the number of phrases. But he said, you know, when you're in this moment, you have to play for the moment. Because you get in this game, this moment doesn't come. I, 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 he literally kept saying the moment, the moment, the moment. It was. I kept going. Why is he just? Is did he get? Did somebody bet him? Did somebody <laughs> bet him? He couldn't say the moment five, uh, seven times in a single sentence. I feel like that's what was just happening. Um, but he's right. Like that game from Super Troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, <clears throat> by the way, a little fun fact from my job on HuffPost Live. The other day, uh, uh, Mark Lamont Hill, uh, you know, one of my. Uh, 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 nemesis i guess although he's been very nice to me lately uh uh he um so i'm in his ear right in the control room talking to uh mark on my hill while he's doing a segment and he has he has uh, uh perfect arabic pronunciation so when he says al-qaeda he says al-qaeda you know he says it, you know perfectly right so i sent him a chat in the middle of the segment saying you know just teasing him saying you know i i really respect how you pronounce the arabic names perfectly you know and, and appropriately i really hope that you are consistent when you you know say, you know, any word in Spanish like burrito. I hope you, hope you say that the right way. And he literally found a way in the course of the conversation, which was on something serious. I can't remember what it was. He found a way to slip the word burrito into a, uh, a segment. Uh, so I thought that was sort of what LeBron was doing there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. So this um, is the, you think this is the moment? This is the moment. Uh, this is the and, moment being the game, the game itself, this, this period in time. Well, this was the moment where I felt like the Cavs really actually had a chance. Uh, and I, I, you know, I feel embarrassed now the way we were talking about this uh, over the weekend. Uh, we were saying we have a chance the way um, uh, 
Jim Carrey in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumb, yeah. You're saying we have a chance. That was the kind of chance I gave them. That was the kind of chance of, well, we have three more games to play at least. So, yes, there's a chance. <laughs> we, we haven't lost the series yet, so there's a chance. Uh, now I'm like, no, we have a legit chance. I, you know, I, I still want to say my, my original Call of Warriors in six uh, still kind of stands, but now I'm starting to think just, you know, fuck that. Yeah, maybe it will be Warriors in six. You know what? Maybe it will. But you, honestly, I think these Cavs think they're going to win. The Cavs believe they can beat these guys. Whether they can or they can't, we're going to find out. They but, certainly are um, not scared of them at all. No, not at all. And while there's many reasons bit. for them to be afraid, uh, they just aren't. No. Uh, and that's, that's, I, think, I think that's what the moment really means. That's what the moment means. So while, while you're talking about LeBron, did you see the thing about how he's, he was talking about how he's got a lot of motivation and people know some of them, and then he sort of alluded to the fact that there's another piece of motivation that he's not yes. prepared to talk about yet? Yes. What, uh, what is that? What is that? That is the classic LeBron subtext, passive-aggressive, uh, dog whistling? Bull- no. Is he just bullshitting? No. I, I, the best guesses I've heard have been uh, not getting the MVP the last two years in a row. Because uh, he does actually care about that, and that's part. There's a lot about it for sure. He doesn't like people thinking he's not the best player. I get that, but that's uh, not. Yeah. A, I mean, that's. I guess it, it, that would be a, a really jackassy thing to say. Any time, let alone in the middle of a. Well, that's why I think he's to talk about it right now. I, I think that's. I think he started thinking about it, and that's where his head was. And he said, "You know what? I'm not going to say that because that's that's a you know." Right, he realized how awful it would sound. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, or he maybe said, like, you know, that was his message to his guys saying, like, you guys fucking know I'm the best. And you know yeah. how it bothers me that, that, that people don't think I'm the best. That they're so used to this. That they want the next flavor of the month kind of stuff. Nowadays, yeah. everybody want to talk like they got something to say, huh, Pat? Yep. Yep. And, I mean, look, you and I both know that's, that's sort of part of LeBron's personality, you know, for better or for worse. That is something that, you know, he is, he is, he is vain. He's also like an incredible teammate. Um, I mean, he, he, I mean, Jesus, I'm going to skip ahead to the LeBron section now since we're on it. Sure. I mean, LeBron, I, I don't know if I can say it any better than any, any of the people I've been reading uh, uh, the past couple of days, but the leadership he's displaying in this series, win, lose, or draw, is unprecedented. I mean, to believe in the guys that he's got, I mean, yes, you know, we talked about this the other day. We compare them to the 2007. Oh, sorry, 2009 Cavs. Uh, you know, our, our friend Ned thought that that was not fair to the 2015 Cavs, but in many ways, it's not fair to the depth of the 2009 Cavs. Um, the point is, LeBron, I think, is this is a mark of how much he's grown. Uh, I, I think a big measure, actually, of of how much he's grown and the kind of role he can play as a leader on a team is because you know he went and won titles in Miami. As much as I hate to say it, uh, as a Cleveland fan. Um, you know, there's a great piece actually in the Plain Dealer uh, by Chris Haynes. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Maddie, um, about what he gave the Cavs before the finals began. He, you know, he rented out a suite at the hotel they were staying at in San Francisco, brought them all in, uh, and you know, he had a bunch of stuff there. He had, you know, like you know, bar- special barbers to do, you know, special haircuts for all the guys, blast some music, you know, food, drink. Uh, but before that all came in, he sat them down and just like talked to them seriously about what they had to expect. That they had to shut everything out, shut the noise out, and know they're here for business. You know, yeah, it's fun, all the media hype and everything, and going to the you know press events. But we're here for a fucking job, you know. And um, uh, but the, the other fun thing I found, by the way, so, anyway, that, that seemed to really have a message with the guys and really seemed to sink in. I think you see it in their play. You certainly saw it in the opening game one. Um, but one other side fun uh, fact I, I, I learned about LeBron in that article is LeBron's kind of like Oprah um, on the Cavs. Right, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, apparently everyone's really psyched about the fact that he gave them all uh, Apple Watches at this event. Mm, that is uh, nice. Uh, as uh, J.R. Smith says, I don't know how he does it, but every day it's something different. Watches, sneakers, Beats headphones, hoodies, book bags. Man, I can't wait to come back next year. I want to see what we're getting next year. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, Brendan Haywood said, uh, look, LeBron's probably the greatest player in the world who gives out gifts like it's candy. We look forward to it every single time. Uh, I mean, this is just – this is like no, Daddy like LeBron. That. Daddy Warbucks. I like it. I like it's, it. It's, it's so great. Uh, 
I don't know. What, what, I mean, just what, what do you what are you seeing from LeBron in this series, Matty? So I think he's doing what he has to do, right? Like there's there's I saw a lot on Twitter about how I think he's one behind in the last two series. He's shot the ball. He said three games where he's attempted 35 field goals or more. Mm-hmm. And that's one behind Kobe's entire playoff career. Right. I think there's, there's sort of this, like, well, if Kobe's a gunner, LeBron's a gunner. And that stuff is just nonsense to me, right? Like, he is mm-hmm. – this is a mash unit he's he's rolling out there right now. And I think he's doing what he has to do. Um, I still don't think we've seen a really fully complete game from him. No. I mean, well, it's hard yeah, to – Yeah, that's one of those – for sure. Yeah. And listen, it's, that might be impossible for him to have a really – fully complete game when he's playing 50 out of 53 minutes um, and carrying almost the entire load on offense and still doing what he needs to do on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, I mean, he was eight for 29 from two point range yesterday. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think that stuff, so in, if we're, we'll get to X's and O's for how they, the remainder of the series, yep. maybe. But him, I think he's got another gear still um, that he hasn't been able to get into, and and the worst better you know, have some have some role in that. But I, God damn it, I think he can still do more. Yeah, uh, uh, I I agree. I mean, the only thing I'm concerned is that I feel like the I feel like the inefficiency is a product of how 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 high his usage is, how high it has to be. Oh yeah, I don't think he's going to get to where he was last year in Miami. Right? No, like, well, I, I, any, I, any of those years in Miami, frankly. I think that's just impossible. But th- no. th- there is also a large uh, amount of ground between that and the 8 for 29 from two-point range. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm just I'm – just, uh, hold out hope that there is some middle ground there that he can that he can get to that would make an enormous difference. Absolutely. For us. But um, outside of that, so impressive. Um. Before I get to some more points in the moments, I just want to read a few more um, uh, things to pump everyone up uh, about how amazing the Cavs have been. Rachel Nichols uh, tweeted last night uh, that she talked to Cavaliers Iman Shumpert uh, on his team upending expectations. Quote, we're not here to be a part of anyone's story. We're here to win. Again, this is, you know, to me, evidence of everyone carrying the same mindset that LeBron, you know, brought to them in that uh, hotel room. Uh, Zach Lowe, uh, in a great piece, uh, today that he wrote in the middle of the night, um, basically his whole article could be summed up in what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Much more eloquently put, but that's basically what it sums up as, uh, he ends his piece with golden state is still the big favorite here, but we need to stand up and take notice of what Cleveland is doing with this mash unit on a game three. Uh, I mean, absolutely unbelievable what we're doing. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to share. Oh, uh, uh, a great piece also by uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. Am I pronouncing that right? I always feel like I get his name yeah, wrong. That's how I say it. It's just say Awaj. That's much easier to say. Uh, he had a great piece about what LeBron's doing to kind of uh, uh, help the team frustrate uh, uh, Golden State's offense. He's a lot of quotes from David Griffin and some of the Cavs uh, coaches. Uh, David Griffin's quietly one of my one of my favorite people in the Cavs organization. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, just the, the shit he says too. Mm-hmm. For example, when he when, when asked about like what the how, how the Cavs are doing, what they're doing, his answer was, "We got a bunch of grown ass men in that locker room." It's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking baller response. Uh, or as Jim Boylan put it, uh, asked about like how the Cavs are competing against such all odds, you know, uh, 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 being able to hang with the Golden State Warriors. He says, "When you have LeBron James, you have a fucking chance." I mean, yeah, uh, I, I'll say it. Uh, I'll own up to it. I think you should own up to it. We both didn't give us a fucking chance with just LeBron on this team, and we should have fucking known better. Yeah. He... Yes. I mean, I still have severe concerns about what we're oh. able to do moving forward. Oh, right? oh, like... oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we'll get to that uh, in the final stretch run. Uh, when we talk about the X's and O's, we actually get down to the nitty gritty of how, how we can keep doing what we're doing and, and how much of it is us and how much of it is just an off night from a Golden State. Uh, that you guys just have to keep listening to the rest of the podcast. Uh, we only got about like 18 to 20 minutes uh, left here before you got to run, Maddie. So we got to be quick here. No more, okay. no more lollygagging, as, right. as we like to do. Um, so uh, uh, let me just 
I want to quickly move on briefly to just, just a quick confession. Maddie, I almost blew this last night. What have um, you done? After LeBron's huge three put us up 11 with three to go, which is incidentally just inside the 12-point margin of my can I relax rule, which we, which we agreed upon at the beginning, was out the window. Yes, we said we had to double that. Right. Uh, so we didn't. We were even close 24, but we, we, didn't, we weren't even in the 12-point ratio. So everyone was saying, how did the class blow an 11-point lead? Well, it was in point, inside the 12-point ratio. Oh, yes. Four points within three, you know, four points per minutes, three minutes left. Uh, anyway, I was so pumped, so excited that I actually s- sat there and allowed myself to think, wow, can you imagine if we win this game? What if, I mean, what if we swept the next three? I, mm. Matt, I fucking mm-hmm. did it. I nearly did it again. The minute, the minute it happened, I Daddy, said, shut the fuck up, this. Patrick. Shut the fuck up. Pat, that's you disappointing. Have can I have this thought? Uh, you can't do that anymore. And so I, I thought we lost when, when LeBron missed that layup. And got fouled five times, or at least three times, on the way to the to the basket. Uh, oh, by the way, NBA. Uh, NBA says that's not a foul. Not a foul. Not a no. foul. Apparently, not 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 neither of them. Not a foul. I didn't have such a problem with the no call on the layup attempt, actually. Yeah, but the, yeah. the foul on the top with us in the bonus, given the fact that they gave the foul call to J.R. Smith, reaching in. Yeah, um, that one. Uh, which was also a foul, yes. It was I, didn't, I thought he didn't touch him on that one. No. The one on Curry? Nah, he got him with one hand on the back of the jersey, the other hand, like, it was, it was a foul. But, again, you're going to call that 75 fucking feet from the basket when they're in the bonus, seriously, but you're not going to call that for LeBron on the last play driving the basket. Yeah, I mean, it, he's, not getting that, he's not getting that call unless he gets hammered at the rim, and he did not. Agreed, but, again – then you don't call that goddamn foul on J.R. Smith. You let that go. Did, did, well, did, 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 did Curry lose the ball? Now you're looking for consistency, over. Pat. And That's fairly too much to guess that. That's way too um, much. Anyway, so so thank God the Cavs uh, rescued me and J.R. Smith. Oh, boy, the, the yang of J.R. There's the yang and the yang. We got I don't the, think, I didn't, did we get much of a yang last night? No, no, there's the yang and the yang. We got the yang in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> we got the a lot of yang. A lot, a lot of Yang, yang tonight. Yeah. A lot of Yang from JR. Uh, I mean, did you not have the same thought that I had when he fouled out of, oh, God, thank God. Jesus yeah. Christ. Thank God. Just sit down. We got this, JR. Oh, I didn't think we got this. I, thought, I mean, like I said, because of that choke job in my, in my brain, I thought that we were destined to lose in overtime. Oh, and I was convinced that we were done in overtime. I mean, for some of the same reasons that we struggled in the overtime last time, right? Like our guys had played insane amounts of minutes. Yeah, just burned. Um, Burned They're out. just going to be exhausted. Although, and people have pointed this out, Kerr used his bench much less in this game than he did in the first. He did, which was interesting. So his guys were not so – besides Bogut, everybody else is pretty close to where the Cavs guys were at. In terms yeah, of and they are used to it. We've been doing this for two fucking rounds, motherfuckers. Oh, yes. Get, get get right. Get your mind right. You want ready for this shit. You want to hang with your best guys? You better do some more practice. Uh, anyway, um, let, this is a good spot to move on to, uh, what the ref, um, what the ref, yeah. Matt, what the, what the ref, what upset you the most? Um, it's hard. I, the, the, the drive to the, the, the game winning shot upset me the most, which was not a foul. No, no fouls at all in that play. Totally clean. Good defense. Um, no, you know, and as Zach Lowe pointed out in that piece, uh, Iguodala was fu- oh fouling LeBron on almost every possession. Yeah, and, and, and Zach Lowe's right. Iguodala was smart as shit. Iguodala's not a dirty player. Iguodala's like, oh, you're not calling this shit? All right, I'm doing this every single time. It's yeah. the only way I'm going to stop this guy. i got to use everything I can to stop him. If you're not going to call this, I'll keep doing it. And, and he was absolutely right. Um, but, uh, you know, the Draymond Green fouls they didn't catch, you know, those are hard to catch, I guess, but these are terrible refs. I mean, the worst, the worst was Tony Brothers. He, there was no one in a better position in the entire world. No, no one on TV had a better angle. Yeah, he no was right there. He had a better angle. He was staring right there, to, like not even three feet away. Now, look, if you wanted to say, I'm not calling the foul, LeBron, because you traveled, just call the fucking travel. It's not a foul. Like, you know, sorry, to, to, to back up, refs will frequently not call a foul on a turnover, meaning like, well, you still give the ball up, but I don't want to give a star an extra foul and hurt the game. Refs do that, and I get that, and, you know, I'm not totally opposed to it if it's sort of like a, 
yeah, you have two calls you can make. You, you veer towards the let's not have the star player fall out. Uh, you know, and I and I mean that across the board for other teams and players. I, I get that it's a thing that, that the refs do. But my point here is travel's not a foul, and you can totally call that travel and it's fine. Instead, you decided to go nope, no travel. I was right here to see that, and you just got like your arms chopped off both two at the same time, ball flying up in the air. No call, bro. Nope, no call. Uh, yeah, that drove me crazy. I think my least favorite was the uh, the jump ball, the LeBron yeah. Draymond jump jump ball in overtime. Um, especially because I couldn't hear what was going. I couldn't really hear what the announcers were saying, so I had no idea what the hell the call was. It just looked like a bad tip that they decided to give to. Yeah, it's a, it's a violation. It's a violation. You can't catch your own jump ball. Right. And the only reason that happened was because Dre Green just put his hand on LeBron's shoulder to jump up and still couldn't get higher than LeBron, which is hilarious. Uh, it, yeah, it, was a, it was a very poorly officiated game. I know that, was, nope, go ahead. The, I have some Warriors friends who were texting me throughout the game that they were extremely upset with the refs. Oh, God. From the Warriors' point of view, which I didn't really – I really tried to, to put my objective hat on and see – and the only one I, I could really identify during the game was the, the jump shot where LeBron sort of leaned into Iguodala and got the call. I didn't remember a whole lot other than that that was even close uh, to the The only, the only one. one I saw that I could think I could remember was when Clay Thompson uh, uh, was going crazy. Like we couldn't fucking stop him. But then he caught up, picked up a second foul, I think, on um, maybe a little oh, was that a layup? Was that a, a layup, layup attempt? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and oh my god, I remember uh, uh, Tom Haberstroh uh, just tweeted back because like Clay Thompson was just like, "What? What?" And just was so upset, like, "What? What? What?" Uh, and uh, Tom Haberstroh was like, um, "Clay, that that's a foul. Like, just calm down, sit down. That that's a foul." And his entire commenting section, for like as far as I could care to scroll through, was just Warriors fans screaming at him about, "Are you even watching the game? He didn't touch him." It's like. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get it. It was a very light foul, but he bumped him on the drive. He did not have position, and then he also touched his arm. He didn't hit it on the heart. LeBron got hit harder on his game-winning drive, but that's objectively a foul. It's early in the game. LeBron was clearly driving and, you know, put him in a bad position. You know, look, if you want to contest that shot, then be ready to risk the foul. If you don't want the foul, give him a layup. Yeah. You guys are a defensive team. You're going to get fouls. So, I think I think yeah. the other thing people got upset about is that Bogut started getting called for uh, for loose ball fouls, but you know they were loose ball fouls. They were they, right. they were egregious loose ball fouls, every single one. That's what I said to my buddy. I was like, "You employ Andrew Bogut, and you're complaining about calls in a game. Yeah. You're out of your mind." Unbelievable, Ma- Maddie. This talk is getting me uh, uh, interested because we're losing time. I got to hear about Maddie and the Lions. Then you went out from the safe confines of your domicile, of your cozy domicile, mm-hmm. uh, wearing a special homemade LeBron t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I wish you would post a selfie somewhere, like in the comment section or something, but you did not pull that off last night. I was very upset. Um, no, that's true. I tried that. I was actually out of room uh, for memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Don't, don't, come on. Don't insult me, Matt. Don't make excuses. All right. Uh, no. Uh, uh, but I want to hear about this. You you went out to a bar in San Francisco, right? Yeah, in my neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Uh, with about. Did, did you have any fear? I mean, you're going out amidst all of these rabid, loyal Golden State fans who are dying for a title. They, they haven't won in so long. They haven't won any. They don't. They don't. They can't even smell a championship in all these years. No. No zero fear. I think we said this the last time. These people are cowards. <laughs> Nobody's going to do anything. It's California. People are super soft. They talk a little. If you come back at them even a tiny little bit, they bow down right away. It was, oh, uh, what did your shirt say? Oh, it's a picture uh, that you can see it if you Google baby LeBron, but it's like a kid, a picture of, I don't know, when he was in class picture or something of him holding a little ant, stuffed animal, and it, it just says bow down to baby, um, to baby LeBron. Speaking of which, you know that you know that Twitter meme of that kid who just keeps saying LeBron James's name over and over again. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, LeBron James. I love the internet so much. Somebody put together a clip of Steph Curry with his daughter sitting on his lap, 
and she's like trying to talk to the and and, and they just dub over all of her voice, just her saying LeBron James, LeBron James, over, <laughs> over and over again. Oh, I love the internet. Anyway, Maddie, continue. So, anyways, it was the 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 short story is it's not scary at all. There's a <laughs> bunch of back down artists and a lot of um, bandwagon jumpers too. People who clearly hadn't watched much ba- much basketball throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Johnny Come Latelys. Um, a lot of no offense, female listeners. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of women who uh, are excited and caught up in the fever, and I get it. And the Giants had just won here, so everybody thinks it's peaches and cream when you're in the postseason, and that's what you get. <laughs> but uh, not battle tested. Not a lot of heart. Just <laughs> not a true, you know. Nothing to be afraid of, and not a true challenge in any way. Oh my God, that was we were we were talking and and walking around with total impunity. Oh man, which by the way, winning in the other team's spot is phenomenal. Losing in there is also quite terrible, Mm. and you have to deal with that. But there's the risk reward proposition. There is fantastic. There's nothing better than. I, I've been there. I, I once I went to a try playoff game uh, in 07 against the Yankees uh, in Yankee Stadium. It was game three. We were going for the sweep. Yeah. Uh, and I wore my uh, tribe jersey under my shirt because uh, I was with my sister, and I was like, you know, I, I, I look, I'm I'm not a big guy. I, I I'm not a, I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I don't want to tough my way out of this in, in New York. Let me just let me just feel the temperature in my section before I pull off my uh, 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 outerwear to reveal my Cleveland fandom. Uh, I got there. Some guy was walking up the aisle like this is like the first inning, you know, with his like he's got his fries and his you know his beer. He's excited. He's walking him to his seat, and some dude twenty rows back just takes a full cup of beer, chucks it over the entire section of Yankees fans to hit this guy with a beer. And I was like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna keep uh, keep the Indian shirt underneath. Uh, That's impressive. I'm just, I mean, yeah, the New York New York Yankees fans like, uh, I don't know, I might even gonna dignify the other team with uh, with compliments because they can go suck a dick. Uh, they oh. they are the New York Yankees fans. They are they are fucking for real and yeah. terrifying. So I could not pull that here. So I gotta say, New York, uh, as a fellow New Yorker, adopted. Uh, you guys are tougher than San Francisco fans. I, yeah. Now, might, now, to be clear, I don't think I would walk around. I'm not sure. I would not walk around with the same uh, sense of security and confidence in Oakland, perhaps. Yeah, that fair in enough. Certain parts of Oakland, but the, the San Francisco itself is a whole different ballgame. And here, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, and Maddie, I, I want another time when I have more time with you because we're running out of time. I want I want to get a little uh, a primer on the difference between San Francisco and Oakland. Uh, not not geog- geographically, but uh, but uh, spiritually, spiritually, yeah. culturally. Yes. Happy to. Uh, all right, Matt. We have we have a lot still to get to get, to get to, and I've got maybe maybe ten minutes with you, Max. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to Delhi, and I want to get to X's and O's. Uh, uh, briefly, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna blaze through Delhi. Uh, you jump in with uh, thoughts, uh, but I'll start off just first with <sighs> Delhi had the ugliest stat line. Uh, 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 probably the ugliest stat line of a great game-changing performance ever, if I can just say that without doing any research whatsoever. Three for ten um, from the field, one of six from three-point range, two of two from the line, five, five boards, one, one assist. assist. Three. Three. How many turnovers? Like six turnovers? Six, something like six. Six, turnovers. six turnovers. However, the Cavs outscored the Warriors by 15 points with, De- with, with De- Deli on the floor and 17 when Curry and Dover were both on the floor. That's crazy. More importantly, I I think honestly, a guy like Delhi, a guy who measures himself by defense, we should start making as a regular stat collection item the stats of the guy they were guarding, whoever they were on, like the, those stats, the mm-hmm. player they were across from. What did they shoot? Uh, let's just go with Steph Curry, who was trying to guard the whole night. He was five of twenty-three from the field, two of twelve from three-point range, uh, and with Delavadova defending, Curry was. 0 for 6. 0 for 6 and just 3 of 18. I mean, that's fucking incredible. I don't say about that. My, my brother says uh, another nickname we should consider is the Doctor of D. The Doctor of D. <laughs> because of, his initials are, are MD after all. 
Oh, that is good. The MD of D. Oh, that's good. Johnny, good job. Good job. John, Johnny? Did I just call your brother Johnny? I never called no. your brother Johnny in my life. We'll call him Johnny. Johnny? That's just gonna be it just came out of me. It, it just sure. That kind of a that kind of the kind of a nickname just deserves the Maddie and Patty Johnny. podcast. That I think it is. deserves Johnny, Maddie, Patty, and Johnny. Yeah, that's gotta say. Uh, now Curry, so said, I, Curry said briefly. I doubt this will happen again. With the adjustments I'll make once I look at the film, and like I said, one game is not going to make me stop shooting or alter my confidence at all. And I believe that for a second, and I I, I believe that immediately, and I am horrified by it. Yeah, it's. Delhi had a nice game. That's not sustainable. I mean, Curry still missed some open shots when when uh, Delhi was guarding him. He missed some open shots throughout the game. Yeah. I also just don't think Delhi has the lateral quickness to stay with him one on one. Well, that's um, what I thought. You can chase was- him around the floor, but I just, God, I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified. I mean, I, I thought that in game one. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, does does Kyrie play 44 minutes if Delhi plays in game one like he did in game two? It's an interesting question. Um, I mean, Delhi's limitations are such. <laughs> His limitations are such, both offensively. I am, I'm, I'm reluctant to say defensively. I just, he's not quite as quick as you'd like. No. Um, it's but, such but a I'll weird thing, what, right? I'll... If with given any alternative, you didn't, you don't play him. But when you have to play him, mm-hmm. he's coming through somehow. It's totally bizarre. It's just mental, like you know, if it, he let up knowing that he had Kyrie to play the whole game. I don't. I mean, he only got in nine minutes, right? Like he didn't have a, a ton of opportunities that game. Um. <laughs> um, um. By the way, uh, 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 John hasn't figured out the Q and A function on our YouTube channel. Uh, none of our viewers apparently have, uh, or, or left comments. However, I'm getting, I'm getting G chats from your or, or 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 WhatsApp chats from your from your brother law, and he's he's given us the uh, go ahead. He said, "Fine." In the context of the show, I accept it. All right, Johnny, it is. Johnny Younger. That works. Beautiful. Johnny, welcome to the Maddie and Patty podcast. Um, I will say a couple things uh, uh, about Delhi before we move on. Um, yes. One, Curry's going to get his. He's going to write himself, and I'm worried about this. Um, it, just like Delhi said, he's going to get his shots up. You, you can't stop a lot of his shots. He just All you got to do is make him work and try and, get him, try and break him out of his rhythm. But one thing I will say is there was one possession that in, that just embodied how Delhi played uh, the whole game. There was one possession in the second quarter where he was catching up to Curry off a screen, right? You know, somebody you know flared out, show him recover, and he was catching up, and it was like the sort of desperation of oh shit, he has like an inch of space to shoot the ball. I've got to get like you know in, any other human being on the face of the planet, J.R. Smith for sure, <laughs> you and me for sure would have just leaped. You know, as high as they could, desperately, and just made a fool of themselves. Delhi got so tempted, he left his feet like for a sliver. But like you can see, he like he tried to resist jumping. He resisted the impulse to jump, and he kind of like left the floor for like an inch and drifted, and then landed again. And Steph Curry, you know, it was doing a pump fake, so he brought the ball back down. He's about to shoot again, and uh, he you know goes up again. Delhi doesn't jump this time. Keeps his feet on the floor, puts a hand up, Curry pulls it back down, and has to get the ball up, and then moves around, and the possession ends without without a point. That fucking possession, like it's it's about the mental shit. He he has a he has the tenacity to fight through picks. He's quick enough to stay with him with help defense, knowing that guys are there to help him. He can funnel him to his side. He knows guys will be there to help him at the end. Uh, and he know he's got the intelligence and the tenacity to not leave his feet. When he, you know, and that's the thing I wish I could just. just There's some of that. I, I think we're, what we see from Delhi here is that he can play good team defense, right? Like he, yep. even the statue quoted, it was eight shots that that Curry took while he was guarding him. That's eight out of twenty-three for the game. So other people were on Curry for most of the time. That's not an accident. That's because we think other people are better at guarding him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he schemed well. So I think that whole Delhi shut Curry down thing is was pretty overblown and more just a nice uh, easy narrative for the for, for reporters to pick up at the end of the game an indication of what he was he can actually do and did actually do not to take anything away from him there's a ton of heart and hustle and we needed him but yeah yeah um no no i and i agree i think all the whole point is he made him work he tried to break him out of rhythm and that was it and and, and we'll, we'll, well it remains to be seen whether that's enough i don't think it is i think that, i think curry is one of those special players that 
uh, will find a way to just start splashing the shit out of everything, and I'm terrified for that moment when it comes. Um, one of our live viewers, Maddie, agrees with you. Um, Jeff Versteeg, the vile sticky thins, uh -oh. uh, has texted us to say, Delhi sucked on both ends. What are you guys talking about? Curry had open shots all night and was just ice cold. You know, but again, Jeff, yes. Curry was ice cold. I get it. I agree. Matt agrees. I think this is more Curry than Delhi. Uh, but I think it is a total – it is it is a buster move. It is a hater move to pretend that Delhi had nothing to do with it. Like De Delhi helped keep him out of rhythm, helped frustrate him. Uh, I, I guarantee if Delhi wasn't playing the way he was last night, Curry isn't that cold, 100%. I just don't see that happening. And frankly, you saw it in in the uh, the Memphis series uh, when you know he got frustrated by Tony Allen and, and was really frustrated. And frankly, he broke out of his slump when Tony Allen got hurt. And more importantly, when the Golden State Warriors realized they didn't have to guard him on offense, they could leave him open and have Bogut guard him. When that yeah, happened, but you know, go ahead. They really had Tony Allen guarded. Steph Curry and, and Tony Allen is a much better defender than than Delhi is. Much I agree. I agree. He's another level. So it's not. I think if you want to credit our defense with with it's frustrating Curry and doing it, then you have to credit it to the team more than. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. More He's than Delhi. But my point is, Delhi, unlike uh, Tony Allen, can actually hit a three point shot. In fact, he hits it fairly well. It's forty percent shooter in the regular season. So you know, unlike you know, for example, you can't stick Bogut on Delhi, for example. To take him off the court. No, because he and can hit an open three. He can hit an open three. And so because of that, you keep Delhi on the court. You keep the guy that's frustrating and breaking his rhythm up. That's what gives us a chance. I don't know who's going to actually do it. Uh, yeah, as Jeff Versique says now in another text, let's see Delhi do it again in game three. I'm skeptical. You know, I, so am I. I. I'm not skeptical. I am – I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, we'll see if he can do it. We'll need him to do it. Otherwise, we have no chance. Um – and, hey, I gotta uh, give you the I gotta give you the five minute warning. So do you want to? Yeah, I know. To, uh, I think I'm past your five minute warning, frankly. But that's, uh, that's okay. I can give you five. You're you're, you're being a, you're being a, a gent, a gent, gentleman on a scholar. Uh, and John Younger adds in that he says, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> he says uh, lack of space. Weird to you guys. He crushed in game one. Johnny, uh, no space was missing his shots. He missed a layup. He blew it. Uh, I, I'm surprised we saw him as much as we did. Uh, he also says Jeff Versteeg is, is an idiot. Uh, Johnny, you make a good point. Uh, I, I didn't say it. You said it. But yeah. strong point, strong take. He also says Curry was shook. His body language said it all. So frustrated. Um, I don't know if he was shook. I think he just, you know, you'd be shook if you're missing all those shots. If, if you, you know, uh, I, I don't think he was shook. I think he was just frustrated. I mean, he wasn't shook. He, he, he hit a game-tying layup. He, he was, he's baller all night. He just wasn't hitting the shots. I don't think he was shook. Uh, I just think that Delhi did a good job of breaking his rhythm, and he also had a, had an off night on top of that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he's going to break out for a big game, probably in Game Three, and I'm terrified of it. All right, Maddie, home stretch here. We got five minutes max. Um, let me start off our Game Three preview uh, by uh, calling out the Dave Deming. Dave Deming texted us today, uh, our buddy, and was saying he he had an idea that he wants to talk about. He thinks that Game Three is our game seven. What are your thoughts on that? Um, there's something to be said for that. It's not quite true. I think we got enough. At, th at this point, I think you'd settle. You'd be okay with a split at home, mm -hmm. no matter what, and make it a three-game series and just hope something crazy can happen. I don't think they'd feel terrible if they came back out here tied. Um, so it's not quite, quite that intense, but, man, how big would it be to get that game? Oh my God! It be it will be huge, and it and it shifts such immense pressure onto the Warriors. Oh. Um, it would also I, shift, I, it would also shift a huge amount of pressure onto you and me to keep our shit together. Yeah, uh, I think I might break under the pressure. Um, girl into a ball. Um, it's a it's a big game. I they need to come out, and I, I think if they're going to win the series, they got to win this game. So if that's if that's uh, what Dave well, means, yeah, that would be a game, game seven. Yeah, it sounds like you're and endorsing De uh, De Deming here. I don't like to, so I sort of talked around it a little bit. But <laughs> in the end, I think he's probably right. Now to do it in our in our last couple minutes, I the things I I'll go quickly first. The things go. I think we got to happen 
is our shooting's got to come alive a little bit, right? And by that, I mean J.R., Shumpert, uh, and Delhi too, from three-point range. And James guys, Jones. Jones was two for four yesterday, right? Like I was – and he oh, had one of, his, one of his rattled in and out too. That's I was true. pretty happy. Um, I was relatively happy with, with how he shot. But we need big time. It's not – Delhi and Shumpert were two for 11 from three-point yeah. range. That's not we – need, we need more than that. Um, I think we need to see more uh, team effect. Um, and I understand the reluctance to play him out there on the end because Blatt really likes uh, having PT be able to switch on on pick and rolls, and it's terrifying seeing um, Mozzie out there on pick and rolls on mm -hmm. uh, on Deli or whoever. Um, but I think he also gives we can press an advantage at the other end with him um, if we're willing to do it. And I think that is something we should we should seriously consider, especially if he's playing like he did the last game, man. Um, I think we can ride that hand a little a little longer than we have previously. Absolutely. Um, it, so, Johnny, just uh, uh, it's done now, uh, John. I've called you John my entire life. Now I'm calling you Johnny from from the rest of for the rest of time. He just texted uh, game three winner wins 84 percent of the time. So there is truth to it. I was just about to say the same thing. Um, I've seen that kind of stat, like the whole you yeah, know, you know, they're, they're, those are sort of bullshit because the winner yeah. of any game wins a higher percentage of. The winner of game two wins an enormous percentage of, of series two. Exactly, winning a game, team won. winning a game, yeah. any game increases your odds of winning the winning the, the finals. Sure, yeah. uh, but I get I get the game three. I think is the highest percentage of the games to win. But again, I think that's just sort of a self fulfilling prophecy. It's sort of a, a trick of probabilities. Uh, I'm not really a uh, you know. A, <laughs> I mean, the Cavs just I, won a series after losing game three. It just happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So and, I'm and the Warriors too for that matter. However, however, I agree. We have such a long hill to climb. Uh, uh, we are so immensely served by winning Game Three to put that pressure on them to help make them crack. Uh, because we, because we are so short on weapons, because they have so many, and the minute they realize how how much they overmatch us, I feel like you know once they reach that confidence level, whew, it's gonna be hard to hold them back. Um, yeah, so, I, I still think there's a game we get blown out bad. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. But where all their guys, where Clay and, and Steph are hot at the same time, and whatever, Draymond and Harrison Barnes haven't really gone off yet. But they can, they have that that mode where they're just untouchable. Mm -hmm. I, that's gonna happen once, I think, and we just yeah. gotta hope that, that it's once and that's it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We gotta have a game where our guys get it going like they can, where we're very, very difficult to beat, even without Kyrie. Um, um, if we have a couple guys go Nova, and I still have, like I said at the at the top, I think there's still hope that LeBron has another gear. My God, I hope so. Um, I'm in the home stretch here. I want I want to finish with a few final thoughts, Manny. I'll let you go. One, Jeff Versteeg uh, points out a, a very uh, true, um, uh, indisputable point: the winner of Game Seven wins 100% of all series. This yeah, that's true. probably the most important game. That's probably the most important game. Uh, but no, but well, I, I want to take a different tack on what Deming was asking about with Game Three being our Game Seven. I think while that might be true from a fan perspective, from a strategic perspective of you know what's going to happen in future history, um, it is the absolute wrong way for the Cavs themselves to be approaching this game. They got to approach this the way I think they're approaching every single game, which is we are going to take it to these motherfuckers every single fucking game. I don't give a goddamn if we lose game three. We are going to punish them in game four and in yeah. game five and in game six and in game seven if it comes to that shit. We are gonna punish them every fucking game and watch them and, and just hope they will. Like yeah. that's that's how we have to do. So I feel like we have to have the attitude. For example, I love I love being on the road uh, from a fan perspective uh, in the playoffs because I the first two games usually I can be relaxed. I'm like, hey, we get one game out of this, we're good. We can right. you know if we lose the first two, you know, they, they held serve. We can still come back, you know. But now we have to win in game three, whatever. But now I'm like, honestly, yeah, we have the, the home court advantage back. We just gotta hold. We just have to uh, split. Honestly, we can split the next two games. Uh, I think they're. You know, we're gonna make them feel it. Uh, I mean, like I love it. Obviously, to go three one. Who wouldn't? But I think honestly, we have to aim for a split. So game, losing game three isn't the end of the world. We still have game four. And honestly, if we lose game four, fuck it. Keep making them fight. I don't know. It's we have to make them goddamn earn it. Yeah. Because these guys are a really great talented team, but they haven't been here before. We have to make them feel it. Make them earn it. And I think that's exactly how the Cavs have to approach this. Um, a final point. I know you have to go, but 
you mentioned Mozgov. How much to see Mozgov out there? I want to give a, a, a shout out to an underrated move by Kerr. Uh, he put Bogut on TT. I think probably towards the end of game one, too. It's partly why the uh, rebounding advantage disappeared after it was like we were dominating the boards in the first half of game one. We lost the advantage second half. TT was had a horrible game. He was like minus 20, which I've never seen. Like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. When you make TT a negative, minus, uh, negative plus minus player, that's a great fucking move. It's because they put Bogut on TT. That led to the Mozgov outburst, but they live with it. And I think it was a smart, smart trade-off. The way, same way we're, we're going to live with Draymond Green flying to the hoop, right? Right. He's a little uncoordinated. Uh, I kind of want to see how we counter from that. How do we counter? What, well, the way we counter uh, uh, in the game was when you know uh, Bogut was out. That's why we were playing TT down the stretch. Bogut was out the rest of the game. Kerr never put him back in, and so like Blatt was like, "Fucking hey, fantastic, thank you. I'll put TT out there, and he'll do what he does." And he got a lot of rebounds in the uh, down the stretch and played amazing defense. So how we counter the Bogdan TT early in the game, I think, is a big big deal. Uh, X's and O's uh, uh, down the stretch here uh, in Game Three. Um, one, one last thing, uh, Versteeg mentioned he wanted to comment on whether the Cavs' big or small lineup was better. He thought big was much better. I, I, I agree, uh, Stiggy, that I think our big lineup is it, the, the more we can have both Mozgov and Titi on the court, the better, uh, even when uh, 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 Bogut's not out there. But I think more importantly, I think it's amazing that the Cavs aren't punished by their small lineup when we put our small lineup out there with them. There's almost no other team in the NBA that's been able to say that this year. Yeah, but the Warriors, I mean, they're not – I don't know. They like to play small, right? <laughs> they do. No, they're very happy. What I, what I have to say is it's impressive how the Cavs have, one, been able to hang with them with the big lineup, which is, just, you know, Mozgov letting uh, Iguodala shoot threes. Uh, but also when we, when we play small with them, we can hang with them in a way that no other team can. Like they're, they're, like they're, they're at their best at their small lineup, honestly. That's what they saw on the stretch. That's why, that's why Kerr played it, and that's why we had TT out there. Um, but – that's I mean, that's an advantage of, of having LeBron James on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Having having a guy, having a power forward that can play like a point guard. Basically, having two forwards that can guard every player on the court. That's TT and LeBron. That's an amazing advantage to have. And I think uh, that's why, yes, our big lineup is better. And the more we can have it out there, the better. But uh, sometimes you have, to, you, know, you have to take advantage of our big, small lineup. You know? Yeah. <laughs> As Johnny Younger says, we need our smalls. To play big. <laughs> <laughs> and our bigs to play big. Uh, all righty, Matty. I got to let you go. Uh, uh, Stiggy's still commenting. He's going to comment into the ether. I'm not going to respond to them because they are ridiculous comments. Um, no, there, there's some there's some legitimacy to the big Stig, but we don't have time for it. Uh, Matty, uh, I hope your wife forgives us for uh, be, ma- making you late to pick her up from the airport. We'll be okay. But just right. don't mention uh, it to her. I will not mention it to her at all. You just well, – I will blame it all on Luna, your dog. Perfect. Uh, who just kept yapping and making trouble and making messes around the house. She's a wonderful uh, Huge game tomorrow night. Uh, you and I are going to be big puddles of neurotic, uh, sweating messes. Yeah, uh, are you, you going to take it to the streets again tomorrow? No, I think I'm watching it home tomorrow. Really? Yeah. yeah but, uh, good things happen when you're out, uh, out and about last, uh, last night. It's true. I've got some logistical concerns I have to deal uh, with. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Such is life. Such is life. Sad, but true. Um, I'm, I'm looking right, forward uh, to it, though. I want, the, I want to see the queue going bonkers. I'm yes. Really uh, uh, a fi- final, final, final observation on LeBron. Uh, LeBron, of course, in the post-game conversation, called on Cavs fans, basically said, um, guys, get fucking loud. Uh, that was probably my favorite part. Uh, uh, he said it for his last comment of just saying how loud the queue can get. Um, I cannot wait for this time. I mean, just seeing, seeing the video of the town in an away game freaking out, honking its horns after one win in the finals. Yeah, that was I awesome. I can't wait to see them at home. I'm really so, looking forward to it. Uh, Maddie, let's have fun tomorrow night. And um, Godspeed. Uh, I hope you make it through it. Thank you. You too, brother. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Uh, we'll do this again, I think, after game three, regardless. Uh, yeah. We're in it for the, for, the, for the duration. It's done. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, all right. We'll be back um, what was Wednesday. It, Wednesday night. 
yeah. good luck. Cavs has Tuesday night, nine o'clock. Big fucking game three. Could be the game seven, as uh, our friend Dave Deming says. Uh, until next time, Maddie. Friendship. Friendship. Go Cavs. Take care, buddy. Go Cavs.